Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to Music In My Life with me, Laura Wright. It's the show where we talk about the music we love so much, our relationship with that music and the role it plays in our life. What is it about music that taps into our emotions and why does it make us feel a certain way? This week's guest is a British singer-songwriter and like me, from the world of music. She's also a TV presenter, a television personality and most notably, I'd say, an incredible vocal talent. Dion Bromfield's debut album, Introducing Dion Bromfield, was released in 2009 by Amy Winehouse, her godmother's lioness record label. She attended Sylvia Young Theatre School in Westminster and has performed at many prestigious events, but I'm going to pick one out in particular, which, Dion, I hope you'll remember, because it's the Young Voices Tour, and I only mentioned this. Do you remember it? I do remember that, and I haven't spoken about that in so long, so it's so funny that you mentioned that. It's Honestly, it is one of the most amazing experiences and I I wanted to talk about it first because well for lots of reasons because firstly I've I've done it as an artist and I did it with a group called All Angels but also as a soloist but also just the fact that it was this incredible experience of thousands of children coming together creating music and I I feel like that's something that I want to ask all my guests at the moment is is how much you've missed that and and that world of of music live music and entertainment you know what's it been like for you over the past 18 months when it's such a part of your DNA yeah I miss it so much I mean I don't know about you but like I love obviously writing and recording but then to kind of just be out on stage and just letting everyone hear what you're doing is like just another level of just like amazingness and I've missed it I really have and actually just there's one thing being on stage but also actually going to watch someone else perform I've really missed that too like it's it's Obviously, it's a pandemic. I get it. Do you know what I mean? We have to be safe and everything like that. But I, I, I'm like buzzing and itching to just kind of really get back out there and perform. Yeah, I, it's strange. I did I did a couple of gigs last week and it was a very weird feeling. It was like this sort of two opposite ends of the spectrum where it was this overexcitement, like you mentioned about singing live. And but then also this like, can I still do it? Like, does my yeah. does my voice work? Like, how does this, you know, and, and I suppose so in terms of performances, have you done any more recently or are you feeling like that might be something that you need to kind of get your head around again for, for the next time? Well, I mean, I did a little um, a live performance, actually. It was a recorded thing, though, but um, it was actually in Roundhouse, which was really, really nice. But that was just more like a, a, a private thing. So there was, like, literally less than 10 people there. But it was the first time I actually, like, sung in front of more than myself. So yeah. it, was, um, it, it was quite nice. But, um, 
it's a bit annoying because we were meant to have a couple of gigs lined up actually but then we obviously the the lockdown extended by a month so we had to push back so I haven't been able to do anything properly yet with like an audience but I'm hoping next month or the following month I'll be able to get back out there yeah it's so it's going to be absolutely amazing when you do as well and obviously wish you the very best of luck and of of course as well you know we're talking today the day after that you've had this amazing documentary come out about you know you being able to talk about your late godmother Amy Winehouse and and we were sort of mentioning briefly before we started recording how the response has been so incredible and full of love and support and how are you feeling you know now that the world's seen that I feel I feel really good. I think it was something that I always felt like I needed to do. Um, and I'm not the kind of person that was like, oh, I'm going to write a book or I'm going to do this. Or I, I, I'm not that person. And, you know, for many years, I've always, people have always come up to me and said, oh, would you do this and would you do that? And I just didn't feel right because I, I hadn't really been able to to accept that she wasn't here anymore and I was dealing with my own kind of personal mixed emotions and stuff like that so I felt like I needed to kind of get to a point where I was happy within myself to be able to address certain things and also you know I I do feel like there's a side of Amy that just hasn't been shown and that's something I really wanted to to do I think you know we always see like the, the snapshot or the the article about her but we don't actually know what's what's 90% of Amy like and I I really wanted to to get that across so it just felt right I I worked with like an incredible team and they were very sensitive very like um open and very very much just saying we want you to lead it which felt good and yeah I I've I've had like people come to me and say like thank you so much like I, I really feel like I saw a different side to aim but also I addressed grief as well because grief is such a thing that it's a very taboo thing. You know, we don't really talk about it and I feel like we, we should talk about it a little bit more um, because we all will go for it through one point in our life. Um, and a lot of people have actually been messaging me saying, I'm really glad you spoke about this because I've actually felt a bit like this and I didn't really know who or where to turn to. That's amazing. And, and you're so right. And it's such a timely thing, in fact, because you know, during this pandemic, grief has hit us all, as you say, in some shape or form, you know, it's been there, whether it's been um, people who are closest to us, or or people who we know and love have experienced that pain and that grief. So actually, I think, yeah, it shows an incredible strength for you to speak out about that. And still at such a young age, too, you know, and, and as you say, there are so many different there are so many different stages of grief and there are so many different emotions that go alongside that. And I wonder, you know, of course, we're, we're going to talk about, you know, lots of the music that's inspired you today, but has, you know, since her passing and, and throughout your whole life, in fact, has music played a, a huge role in that? Or is it something that has, you know, been a narrative? What What's important in music to you? Is it the lyrics? Is it the, the sounds, the instrumentation? What is it? I think, I mean, to be honest, it's a combination of everything. I'm I'm very much, like, in love with, like, the whole bigness and, like, orchestral side of music. Um, I always have been. And I think it's because I used to play the violin, actually, when I was younger. And, Did um, you? Oh, were you one was, of those with the squeaky violin with the parent? I was one of those where my mum and dad were like, please, could you try another instrument? Or were you very, very good? Uh, yeah. <laughs> No, I mean, well, I got to grade six. Um, oh, you're much like, better than I am. Well done. Uh, well, if you put a violin in my hand now, I probably wouldn't be able to even bloody tune the thing, to be honest, but, um, <laughs> let alone play it. But no, I, I had to, it was either that or the recorder. And um, 
I actually was good at the recorder, but I just got very bored of it. So I was like, oh, why don't like I try something different? And I think I was like one of two kids in like my whole year that were doing it. And I thought, oh, like, I want to be different. So I'm going to do it. But by, by kind of like learning the violin, I it kind of like, I guess made my ears kind of stick up a little bit and I started being really in love with like orchestral music which is just very grand and big and I used to then look at like um films and look at the music that was like placed on films and that's when I started to realize oh this is like something really like really deep and how you know the instrumentations would play a part in how you would potentially write a melody all of that stuff and as I started to get, I guess, a little bit older, then I, I really started to listen to lyrics a little bit more than just, oh, I'm singing along to a song and I don't really know what they're talking about, but I just like the song. Um, yeah. But now, yeah, I, I'm very much, lyrically, I, I can't really write things that I, I don't really know what I'm talking about. I tend to write more from my own personal experiences. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm a big lover of just like fitting the music really now to the lyrics. Oh, really? That's so interesting, isn't it? Because so many people have, you know, different ways or different, um, a a different order of how they would create something musically. And for some, it's like they hear a chord and they think, oh, this is this is, you know, we've got to stay in this space. And then the lyrics come later. But for you, it sounds like the words have become really important. And that's where songwriting starts. Yeah, I think like, to be fair, sometimes like there'll be something that so for example, I I dropped a single called Silly Love. And um, we had the well, I had the title Silly Love. And I knew I wanted to write something along the lines of whatever that title was. Um, And then naturally, I just started talking and slowly, slowly, the lyrics started happening. And then I, I was like, okay, I know, now I know what what this needs to sound like. And it was actually Lauren Hill's X Factor. There was a little guitar riff in there. And I, I said to the producer, I want it to sound a little bit like this. And I remember he just like picked a chord from that. And then we just built it around around what I'd already been kind of saying in the, the verses. That's so exciting though, to create music. And actually, well, you've mentioned her name. Why don't we start with Lauren Hill? It's um, one of your song choices today, a song for for tough times. And it's called I Gotta Find a Peace of Mind. I mean, the song is over nine minutes long, the live version. It's, I mean, it's just voice and guitar. Like I, for me as a, as a musician to hold an audience's attention for that long with that minimal instrumentation I think is is quite incredible um and I think it's such a beautiful beautiful choice of music but tell me for for you personally what what does it mean this piece it's so funny because when you guys said to me like a song that like makes you think like that I was thinking what song does that and this one actually just popped into my head and I was like every time I listen to this I I, I'm like encaptured by it I I, whatever I'm doing the minute this song will play I'm just totally engrossed in what she's saying and like you said it's very rare that you can hold an audience's attention for that long Mm. and she does it and I mean I don't know if anyone's ever seen it on like YouTube or anything but it's just so beautiful and so raw and I I don't know it just touches you it really does and you know, it's a song that really makes me think deeply just about life in general. Um, when I hear when I hear it. So yeah, this is a song that I think it's probably in one of my top five ever songs written, I'm gonna be honest. I think yeah, it is. No, I can I can definitely see why. And we'll let's talk a little bit more about it, but let's have a listen as well for those who might not have heard it. Um oh you yeah, you've got to go and listen to the full thing, but here's a little snippet of Lauren Hill's I've Gotta Find a Peace of Mind. Cause 
It's so good. It's just one of those pieces of music gives you goosebumps from the moment you hear it. Does that, does it do the same for you? Yeah, no, it really does. I mean, like everything about it is just so good. And like when you start hearing her voice crack as well, it's just like, oh, it like you, you really feel it on a different level. And that's the thing, isn't it? We were talking about that with regards to, you know, grief and, and emotion in general. But it's that honesty, I think, for me, that when you hear someone perform live, and just like you were saying about lyrics as well, if if it's from something that relates to an experience that you've either experienced or something, you know, that's very close to you, there's just a different way I think you perform. And, and also, I don't know what your thoughts are on this. You know, you've released music very recently, like we were talking about as well. But production-wise, do you feel like music's changing into a, a space where perhaps it's overproduced and do you you know because we're looking at some of your song choices and a lot of them are quite sort of old school references yeah and how how do you find that yeah I think it's so funny because I feel like we went through a stage where everything just felt really mechanical yeah and it was just like I just don't know like there was no like individuality on tracks anymore Mm -hmm. and I was just like what 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 is this do you know what I mean and I, I felt like you know I've got a lot of friends in the industry that they make amazing pop records but sometimes I'm like I could place this on so many different artists and it would sound the same but the bones of the song is good but there's just no originality and sometimes that actually comes from like the vocals itself um and I feel like someone like Lovren you, you know even if she was just singing this song without the music, you would still be able to be like, first of all, that's Lauren Hill. Second of all, I still feel exactly the same way I feel even when there's music behind it because it just touches you on a different a different level. And and it would be nice to just kind of go back a little bit and like things not not being so heavily produced by the music and just just strip it back a tiny bit. Yeah, I, I agree with you completely. And I know that, you know, moving forward in terms of technology and all that kind of stuff, it's, of course, it's exciting. And that's what we do as humans, isn't it? It's like, we want to go into space and we want to, mm. you know, we want to explore and that sort of is what makes us unique. But also, I agree with you, it's kind of actually, a lot of the time, the most popular music now is when it uses the nostalgic kind of way of producing things or or ideas from long ago in that sense as well and actually I think it's interesting with Lauren Hill specifically that she had this massive debut album and then kind of disappeared and yeah and we don't sort of see her live and I wonder whether also that's what makes um her so kind of special and unique the other person that comes to mind is Eva Cassidy obviously you know tragic circumstances that she passed away but that sort of thing where it's like that person's performance stays in that time I don't know no I I totally agree I actually ended up seeing Lauren um in 2000 and uh, what was 19 December time when she my I'm so jealous I literally my mouth was just like dropped over I'm like um yeah yeah, oh I love it was amazing I mean I saw her twice I saw her a couple years back at O2 Indigo which was incredible oh yeah that's really small isn't it yeah although she like sped everything up which was really annoying but um it was still incredible but yeah when I saw her just before we went into lockdown I was just like absolutely blown away and this was at Wembley Arena right and it was rammed and it was just so incredible to see like you know 
kids, well, I say kids, I'm an adult now, but people that were my age, people that were like 20 years older than me and then people that were like with their nans. And I was just thinking that is how you know that you have like set a tone in music when you've got people that are my age, people that were slightly younger than me and people that are much older than me all sitting there and being like, this is the nuts. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's timeless. That's timeless music. Definitely, completely agree with you. And it spans across, you know, generations. And yeah, it's, it is timeless. And we'll always, you know, you look back at that in fifty years' time and think it will still sound just as good. I have no yeah. doubt. Um, okay, let's talk about another song. So a song which always cheers you up. This is a Black Eyed Peas track. And again, going really, you know, 1998, this song was released, Joints and Jam. And it was from their, I think it was their debut album as well called Behind the Front. And this, I have to say, when I watched this, it made me feel quite old. (laughs) (laughs) But um, but it was still, you know, nice to to see and listen to something like that as a song. You know, I suppose we're all used to seeing Will I Am on The Voice or whatever nowadays. But what, what is it about this song that makes you smile and and always cheers you up I mean I just remember my mum playing this in the car all the time I mean when this came out I was two but I remember my mum had it on um cd and like obviously the older I got the the, should like still be playing it and I just remember I was like this is so different because I like you know I'm a like a late 90s early 2000 baby so at that point you've got a lot of like Christina Britney Spears that kind of stuff on the radio so then when my mum started like putting in this stuff I was like this is different and I really like this and this is cool um and yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I love a little like a good keys, and I think the keys on here are wicked. And I, I just think it's got that whole, you know, it's got that R and B style in there, but it's also got that hip hop swag that like I absolutely love. And it's like there's quite again, like we've been talking about that sort of minimal production, but it has a real vibe to it that just works, but it's not overdone, and perhaps because we didn't we don't have those they didn't have those options then um but it just feels like it's so much I don't know if this makes sense but like kind of on your ears as well yeah yeah um it feels like an overall sound and also it's so interesting you talk about car journeys no matter what every guest that I'm lucky enough to talk to on this podcast has a song that's from a car journey with their with their mum or dad or their brother or something um (laughs) So it's obviously a time, you know, I need to make sure I play good music to my daughter in the car because it clearly has an impact. Yeah. So, do you remember where you would go? Was it back and forth from school or was it like a journey every day? Just me, we used to like just to get out of the house. My mum used to always sometimes we'd be driving nowhere. And I remember my mum got like a convertible or something like she had some like Nissan convertible or something like that. And um yeah, we would just drive literally nowhere and just be like blaring out music. And I just, I remember that. And when I listen to this song, it makes me just think of like a really hot summer's day with the roof down and like just vibing in the car. I love um, that. But no, it's just, it's like I said, sometimes, you know, these certain songs, when you're used to hearing the same thing constantly, things like this are a little bit like alienated to you. So when you do hear it, you're like, ah, what is this? This is like, yeah. this is so different. Um, and yeah, it's crazy to think that like, that's, that's the will I am that we all know now. I know. I know. It seems like a completely different person. Yeah. But I think, um, I think he's always pushing the boundaries. That's fair enough to yeah. say as well, which, which is why I think we've grown to, to see their music as well as really unique and quite yeah. iconic actually. No, um, he's incredibly okay, so- talented though. Well, I am oh, my God. Yeah, ridic- ridiculous. I agree. Okay, let's imagine that you know we're in a nice kind of convertible, driving down the coast, sun shining, freedom, you know that kind of thing, and we'll listen to a bit of Black Eyed Peas and Joints and Jam. Here it comes. Yeah, 
as well. Like, does that make you remember those memories? Yeah, no, it does. It does. I can see the sun like peeping through this dark cloud right yeah. now. It's on the window and I'm like, uh, maybe if I just jumped in a convertible right now, I might be placed back into like 2002. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good though, because I think they use, you can hear they use a bit of sampling as well, which was, you know, back then quite a new, quite, well, not new. It's been, you know, used for, for ages before that, but something that was still quite exciting to hear. Yeah. And, you know something that was interesting and I suppose also their setup as well I wonder for you as a a performer I know for me speaking personally the musicians I have around me it's really important how you you vibe with them when you're on stage you know I'm someone who who studied opera and classical music but regardless of genre I think it does really matter who's around you on stage has that has that always been important to you yeah for sure because I think the thing is like I mean you're a creative so you you want to be around other creatives and I'm very much like when I when I record a track or whatever when I then perform it yeah you want it to be almost like the record but I still give my like musicians creative freedom because I want them to you know what I mean like feel it too and if there's a little lick or something my guitarist wants to do I'm like yeah add it like give it give a little bit of sparkle sometimes you don't want things to just be like oh yeah I feel like I'm listening to the record do you know what I mean it's yeah it's it's nice to give a little bit of something else and you know I'm not like a I'm not a massive like I can play a little bit of piano and guitar but not to the point where I I can like express myself properly so I try and do that through my musicians um which is great and and I think you know at the same time on stage you all better each other um and and that's a good point that's such a good point because you all want to create the best performance don't you so you're all like that that and that's I have to say as well that was always something I found frustrating in the in the classical world was that you were almost expected to create a carbon copy of a piece of music and I was always kind of pushing that yeah but why am I here as a singer because you've got you know just like you do and you've got a voice that's unique and different and special and and that's something that people want to hear and want to listen to so I think it is so much about celebrating those unique things and and actually, that's so true. What you say about bettering each other as well in a in a band or in a group situation. Yeah, I mean, I learned so much, and I, th- I guess because I was so young when I started doing it, I was around like incredible musicians. I was luckily, you know, able to to be blessed with that. So I would learn things daily. Do you know what I mean? From from musicians that were doing it for a very very long time, and and that that's probably where I. I, re- I, I mean, put it this way, how I started to realise about ad-libs and riffs and stuff like that was actually through a guitar player because I yeah. saw how he would casually throw in an extra note on the end of something or a guitar solo. And I was like, oh, cool. And and that's how I learned about riffing and all of that stuff with my voice. So you, you do, you, you've got to like, I think there's a certain vibe that you all bring when you're on stage. And it's just, I think it has to be different from what you listen to on the record. Definitely. It's what people, I think, want, that unique experience that they can take, you know, take home as a memory as well. Baffled, a brand new podcast bringing you some amazing facts that are complete nonsense. Imagine the likes that that would get on Instagram, you having a quick one up a lamppost on the moon. Incredible. So you basically saying the reason the dinosaurs stopped living is because they all collectively made a decision to have no more children. They're talking. About, I think until ten years ago, I I still shared the bathwater that my parents were in. You can find us wherever you got this podcast. Just search for Baffled Amazing Facts.
millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Okay, so we talked about, you know, driving in the car with your mum, but this is another song that means sort of family to you. Um, This is You Know How to Love Me, Phyllis Hyman. Tell me about this song and and how you came to discover this oh so this song I mean my mum's music collection is pretty incredible to be fair but if if you said to me play one song that literally like I mean my mum is like literally my world you know what I mean and I've got quite a small family anyway so like my mum is my family but this song makes me think of my mum constantly because this is like her number one favourite song out there. And I just remember this being constantly played. My mum's got it on vinyl too. So she used to like bang this out and just like reload it and reload it and reload it. So it, it's just a proper feel good song. And it just, yeah, it screams, screams family. And do you think as well, like you say that it's such a... um something that's come into my head and you're saying got it on vinyl as well actually you know you had to you had to go out and buy a record and and have the vinyl and it was such an important physical object you know we don't have cds anymore we don't have and actually it's the classic thing isn't it like we were saying of pushing boundaries but now every every place you go to that's meant to be sort of super cool and chic or whatever it has an old record player with vinyl records you know it's so ironic because we come full circle come right back to those kind of things that we loved back then and and how precious those physical objects were do you think that that's sort of diluted music maybe in a way that we can just literally have it at our fingertips now all the time I mean it's it's a double-edged sword I guess I mean it's amazing because I mean with lockdown I actually got introduced to so much new music because I was able to just you know go on Spotify or whatever and yeah I see one thing that I didn't I've never known about so it's Mm -hmm. good in that sense it opens you up to to experience new music and new artists and stuff like that but at the same time I think it's so easy to just be done with it and move on to the next thing whereas like when you buy a vinyl or something if you want to listen to the I don't know one track you've got to buy the album to to listen to it do you know what I mean so you naturally will then be able to fall in love with a record by hearing 
the other tracks, the album fillers that some people just don't care about because they just Definitely. like, I just want to hear that one song that plays on the radio. But yeah. I also feel like sometimes with artists, their best songs or to really know who they are is actually to listen to the album fillers. Definitely. I honestly couldn't agree with you more. And also I remember when we were releasing music with All Angels and they'd be like, oh, do you want to write your thank yous? You know, do you want to write about this piece in the in the cover, like the, the cover notes and stuff like that? And that was that was really important to me. Yeah. And I feel like, again, like you were talking about the, the documentary, that was your chance to sort of talk about the other sides to a character that meant, you know, that someone who meant so much to you. And I think we, it's hard to, to do that in a three minute song, you know, nowadays it's, you're asking a lot of people. And as you say, then you can go down that rabbit hole and discover new music, but as quickly as you discover something, I feel like I almost forget it now. Yeah. Um, and, and it is totally a double-edged sword because it's incredible because we get to experience so much, but equally, I suppose I feel like we've lost a little bit of that kind of what the essence of being a fan is about, I suppose, with music. Um, but I think, you know, that's why it's so nice to hear you know you're someone who's so still so young but you're talking about you know this song released in 1979 and it's something that definitely is it sounds like it stood the test of time for you oh 100 percent. and like I, I usually play this song as well when I'm cleaning up the house and stuff like that because it just makes oh, your you? day feel so <laughs> yeah no it does and like I'm really interested in like backstories on people do you know what I mean and she's like she had a pretty like um crazy backstory but I, I just yeah I'm I, I love I'm a singer singer so I love vocals anyway but I just think yeah. also the production on this is so incredible. Well let's have a listen to some of it so this is You Know How To Love Me Phyllis Hyman this is your song that screams family. Oh, real richness in oh, her voice, so like you say. Yeah, so good. And um, written by James Matume, I think you pronounce it, and Reggie Lucas. And it's from her fourth album, covered by a lot of different artists. But when you look up, you know, like you say, her story or her career, it's all about her voice and just how she just had something special um, that clearly, as I say, stood the test of time. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, we're on to a song about a love. So this, you know, this is always an interesting one for me because this might be um, a romantic love, it might be a family love, a friendship. You know, it could be any. Love is such a broad kind of term in that sense. But mm -hmm. I, I love this song. I haven't listened to it in so long. Again, released 1978. What a time for music! But tell me about this song for you and what it means. Oh man, this song. <laughs> I can't believe I'm even going to tell this story about this song. <laughs> But it, it's, I got introduced to this song when I was 19 and I was seeing a guy that I really, I really did like. And um, I think he was like two years older than me. So he was like 21 and um, we were at his house. I remember he like cooked me dinner, all of that stuff. And I remember he went in and kissed me for the first time. And this song was playing in the background. And I remember being more interested in trying to know what the hell is this song? Because this is so <laughs> good. And I've never heard it before than him actually kissing me. <laughs> That's um, hilarious. 
So I went and I had my phone in my back pocket and I've got Shazam out and he was still <laughs> kissing me and I was Shazamming this song trying to work out what it was. I, and I, I hope I hope that you're you're not still together, I presume. No, it oh no. No, no, no. <laughs> it was him or Sheik and I said it's Sheik. Um no. Um yeah, I just remember being like, I I can't believe this song is incredible. And I remember I was trying to to Shazam it and it wouldn't pick it up. And I remember I had to stop and I was like, I'm really sorry. I was like, this is great and everything. <laughs> Think, but what is this song and he was like what and I was like this song is incredible and now like I, I mean I, I love this song so so much and yeah such a good, but also like what a good story to have to tell people you know like oh how did you discover this song well funny story <laughs> yeah no it's it was literally like that and it's funny because I you know he, he's a nice guy anyway we're still friends but like I'd always always like every time I listen to this song I can't not think about him and I'm just like oh my god but yeah I, I i love this song so much well let's um let's have a listen to um chic performing i want your love and it's i wanted to say as well the so the bass line at the start of this is so good and again it's got that very nostalgic feel to it but it also i feel like could be you know something released today and go straight to number one and mm. yeah just uh, such a great choice from you what a, yeah what a song let's have a listen so good yeah oh it's it's so good another song as well you it will like I think it ties in as well with like a song that makes you happy like you can just hear it and you're like yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. you start you know tapping your feet moving your body it, it happens you know naturally and again like I said that bass line it's kind of that that rhythm that you feel as well but it's I I was watching the the video of their sort of official video if you like from way back when and the choreography it's genuinely is hilarious it's I know so, it's so kind of stiff, but you can tell that they all have this natural move, but then it's just yeah. everyone's kind of like smiling at each other. And then they're like, and turn to the camera. Yeah, turn, yeah, yeah. You know, it's just so extra. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, and move. And it's just, I just found it so funny because we think about, you know, how much we overthink music videos these days and, and how like we can do, take like a wood kid video or something that's just insanely incredible. And then you've got that piece of music. It just doesn't need anything. You just no. got to see the lens. So. No, exactly. <laughs> Exactly. It's true. And and that's the thing, though. But it goes back to like simplicity, what we were talking about earlier. It's if a song's good, it doesn't matter what the video looks like. You could literally yeah. just record yeah. yourself on your phone. People will feel it. And I think that's one of these songs. Like I remember seeing them. Well, I wasn't at Glastonbury, but I watched it on the telly. They performed the song at Glastonbury. And, you know, Glastonbury's a pretty, it's more like a rock and roll fest. You know, it's more, more like indie. People are more expecting that stuff. And you could see like grown men with like skinheads, like dancing to this in the the crowd and I was like yeah that's how you know you've just got like an, a, a wicked song yeah absolutely 100% okay so we're on to your um last song choice before I make a little song suggestion to you as well okay. and this is your gym or like hype song you know go down to the gym or you just or even not necessarily to do with exercise just something that makes you think right I, I've got this I can do this whatever it might be um praise the lord which is Skepta and it's I mean so this is I, I forgot about this song and mm -hmm. then you chose it and I was like oh I've, I've forgotten how good this song is 
and it's like it released 2018 musically I feel like it it shouldn't be as good as it is I don't know why because it's so simple but again yeah. you know like they've got those um two flute samples or like I don't know what they are some sort of wind instrument I don't know maybe you know more than me with this but it's like a, I don't know if it's a sample in harmony and it kind of you feel like it shouldn't work but it does what is it about this song oh do you know what I think for me it- it was so different on the ears. I just hadn't heard yeah. something like that in a while, especially like with like a rapper. Do you know what I mean? And I, I'm a, I like ASAP Blocky anyway, and I, I quite like Skepta's music too. So I, I knew a lot about them anyway. But this, I was just like, oh, it's so simple, but it just, it goes hard. And yeah. like, if I'm in the gym and this plays, I'll do an extra three minute, 40 seconds of running just because this song's <laughs> on or however long this song is on for. Cause it just, I don't know. It's like, it kind of moves with you when you're training as well. Um, but yeah, I just really love it. And the video is pretty cool as well. It's, it's, it's very like, um, it's just different. I think it's just very, very different. And I don't really think there was anyone at that moment in time in 2018 that was, really doing any kind of collaboration like that UK and US artist so true and and now it's all about that isn't it you know we have these like groups of people these powerhouse female artists and rappers and and DJs and producers coming together to create massive songs but you're right this was kind of one of those where you thought actually these kind of collaborations really could work with two quite different genres aren't they yeah exactly and and I think I don't know. I just like artists that like respect craft. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think like, um, you know, especially Skepta. Skepta has been around for time and really only kind of found, I guess, I wouldn't say fame, but like credibility on a large scale in like the last five years, which is crazy. And like with ASAP Rocky as well, I like the fact that he was like, no, I'm going to put someone on in America. Do you know what I mean? Like, it, it, mm-hmm. it's, I just like that. But yeah, this song's wicked. I just, it always keeps me like motivated and ready to just like do some more workouts, even though I haven't done a workout in ages. <laughs> well, maybe <laughs> playing this, I'll go to the gym after. Yeah, I was about <laughs> to say, put this on, put this on repeat, get your trainers on after this podcast and we'll get to the gym. But let's, let's have a listen to it now to hype you up a little bit. This is Praise the Lord with ASAP Rocky and Skepta. Denise, you hate, you're lame, you're lost, I came, I saw, I came, I saw, I praise the Lord and break the law. I take what's mine and take some more. It rains, it pours, it rains, it pours. I came, I saw, I came, I saw, I praise the Lord and break the law. I take what's mine and take some more. It rains, it pours, it rains, it pours. She came, I came, now what's are you ready to do a workout now? <laughs> yeah, I've got my running shoes on now. Where's yours? Where's yours? <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, no, such a such a good song. And actually, what a I mean, I know we haven't done like every single choice that you know you mentioned and talked about, but actually you can just see the broad range of music that you've, you know, been exposed to in your life. And and actually you, you talk about those kind of silly stories when you discover music, but that's why life is so rich in that way and that's why music I personally think as well is just this narrative that runs alongside and it becomes so integral to to life um and uh, just such great choices and it's so exciting that you know you're in a space now as well where you've you know you've released a new track you're going to be out performing and obviously like I said at the start wish you just the very best of luck with that but before you. you go Yes. I um I make a little song suggestion. So kind of thinking about the the music that we've talked about, and okay. I try and find someone who's a bit you know 
uh, off the beaten path. But actually, it's, for me, it's probably quite an obvious choice, but also because we talked about vocal capability, like you said, it's about the vocals for you that's important. Um, but this is also an artist that I feel... I love the movement in her music. I love her style of mixing cross-genre, um, like we talked about with Skepta and ASAP Rocky as well. And I could have chosen any of her songs because she's just fearless as a female and as a woman. But I chose a more recent release because we talked about quite a lot of older music. Um, and it's uh, Janelle Monet, and it's called I Like That. And you, you'll know it, but I just felt it was something that represented perhaps a little bit of you and, and how strong you are as a person. So let's have a listen to it now. Here it comes. I love Janelle Monet. I think she's so good. I remember actually um hearing Typegrope. I think that was oh, the first song. Oh, I knew song. you were gonna I so nearly was gonna play that one. Oh, and really? that's the first song I yeah, it's oh it's so good, isn't it? Yeah, no, it was so good. And I think again, someone else doing something that was just like, oh, this is like you know, it's it's heavily influenced by like retro sound, but it was like she she like took it took the ball by the horns and kind of just put her own stamp on it and it was just yeah. so different as well yeah so and I remember well. her coming out at I think it was maybe a couple of different awards but I feel like she's grafted she's worked so hard and she's been this this name that's kind of been filtering through and then you like you say when you discover something like that as well you feel like you've got this little secret even though so many other people are listening to it but it's so exciting and then I remember seeing her in this incredible tuxedo and this like I don't know, I think it was like a massive hat or something, but just as a person, she just, I don't know, had this confidence and this aura. And mm. for me, I was like, I'm sold. I'm obsessed with you now. <laughs> no, I like her. And she's an incredible actress as well. She's so good. I think she's, yeah, I, I, I think she will be, you know, we'll be talking about her in a good couple of years when she's doing like, what, her like fifth, sixth album or something like that. But I, I, I really do love Janelle Monáe and her band are incredible too. There we go. So a good choice, but to finish things off and um, Dion, it's been such a pleasure to talk to you. You are just, I, I wish you all the best of luck with everything. You're an incredible person and I think it's taken great strength to do the documentary that we were talking about as well and just a beautiful, beautiful contribution, you know, to Amy Winehouse's life and, and for you personally, it sounds like it's been a real journey. So to talk about music with you has been a pleasure. And oh, thank no, you so thank much. you. I really enjoyed this. This was fun. So thank you for having me. Pleasure. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. Don't forget, you can listen to Dion's new single, which is out now. It's called Silly Love, and there's a link to her single in the description. Um, also, you can follow her on socials, which is at Dion Official across the board. It's been a pleasure to have her on the show today. Thank you, Dion, and we'll see you next time on Music In My Life. Bye. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50% to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.